Good morning, everyone. This is Genevia. And this is Jennifer. And you are tuned in to Soap Talk, where candid conversations cleanse the mind, heal the heart, and encourage the spirit. If you are tuning into our YouTube channel, please click the like and subscribe button below so you can get our push notifications when we post new episodes every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Pacific time. You can also find us at www.lesssoaptalk.org and on Anchor or anywhere that you listen to your podcast. But last but not least, please don't forget to find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and it's under Soap Talk Christian Podcast. So you are tuned in to our 10th episode, Double Digits. <laughs> and we are so excited right now because we are going to be discussing the five steps to salvation. But before we get into this topic, uh, if you did tune in last week, we pray that our discussion about Am I Too Nice encouraged you and to incorporate godly kindness into your life. So now let's soap talk. So Jennifer, you, um, I'll let you take it over now. Amen, sis. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, by the way. Uh, we're so humbled today to have four very special uh, guests with us um, to discuss the word of God and the plan of salvation. And um, we uh, will let them introduce themselves. Um, but first, let's go into our scriptural guidance uh, for this episode, which is out of Romans 1, 1.16. And it reads, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So now uh, we'll, we'll go into the introduction of the uh, ministers. And Geneva, you want to take it from here? Sure. Uh, thank you for that scriptural reading. And we definitely want to let you guys know, first of all, um, the five steps of salvation are to hear, believe, repent, confess, and also to be baptized. Also, Amen. we will discuss the spiritual um, progression that takes place in life of a believer after baptism. That is a step that's not commonly added. So now without further ado, I would like to introduce our honored guest for today's episode. We have Brother Jason Stewart. He is from the Mountain View Church of Christ in Mountain View, California. We also have a Brother David Duncan. He's from the Memorial Church of Christ in Houston, Texas. Um, also, we have Brother Amar Sahili. He's from the West Oakland Church of Christ in Oakland, California. And last, but definitely not least, our Brother Lewis Parker III from Sugarland Church of Christ in Sugarland, Texas. We just want to thank you guys for joining us today. Um, first of all, I want to ask you, would you please give us a small introduction of yourself so our listeners out there can get to know a little bit about you and I would like to start off with Brother Stewart. Brother Stewart from Mountain View Church of Christ, would you take it away? Grace, peace, and mercy to uh, everyone on the uh, Zoom call this morning, and of course, those who are listening. Um, my name is Jason Stewart, as mentioned, I'm from the Mountain View Church of Christ in Mountain View, California. Um, very blessed to be invited today. I have known uh, our beloved sister, Jennifer Featherstone, for many years. Pleasure to meet everybody and, and look forward to the discussion this morning. Amen. Thank you, um, brother. Um, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. Forgive me. I have a, I mean, a little under the weather, so you got to forgive me. Uh, but also next, we want to ask brother uh, Duncan from Memorial Church of Christ in Houston, Texas. 
Hello, I'm honored to be a part of this today. Uh, as you heard, I preach at the Memorial Church of Christ in Houston, Texas, and um, I've been here about 14 years, a little over that, and I'm married. My wife's name is Barbara, and we have been married for 30 years, which makes me feel really old. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Right, we are now empty nesters, have two girls, one just graduated from college at Oklahoma Christian University. University. Amen. The other one just married a man who graduated and and he is preaching in Harlingen, Texas. So now our daughter married a preacher. That Amen. also makes me feel old to think that my son-in-law is a preacher, but uh, <laughs> I'm just accepting this new part of life. It's all good. Amen. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on your many, um, you know, uh, I guess your many blessings, you know, to see your, your fruit being multiplied. That's, that's, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Okay. So next we're going to have Brother Sahili from the West Oakland Church of Christ in Oakland, California. All right. Well, again, I'm just thankful for the pleasure and the opportunity to be able to participate on this uh, wonderful panel. So I am the minister of the West Oakland Church of Christ. It will be 20 years in January. Uh, I'm married to the beautiful Tanya Sahili. Uh, we have uh, five children, four that are living. So we have two daughters who are sophomores in college. I have a 16-year-old senior son and a fifth grade 10-year-old son. So we definitely have a, a active house. Well, my daughter has actually just moved out again for the second time. Um, but uh, we're, we're doing well and a whole lot is going on out here in California. But we're definitely uh, living in God's grace. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful. Well, I'm glad to know that I have another big family on the on the call because I also have a big family. So I, I understand how you how you feel, Brother Sahili. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, and last, but like I said earlier, not least, Brother um, Brother Parker from the Sugarland Church of Christ in uh, Sugarland, Texas. Brother Parker, are you there? You have to um, unmute your mic, Brother Parker. So, sorry about that. I thought you were going to okay. do it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Lewis Parker. Uh, I've been preaching at Sugarland for about um, for two years, a little over two years now. Uh, before then, I served the Darien Loop congregation on the northeast side of Houston for seven years. I've uh, been in the ministry for 27 years, and it's been such a blessing. Um, my wife, Tangent, and I, we've been married for 16 years, and we have two children who's the, uh, the joys of our lives. Um, uh, one is eight and the other is four, so they definitely keep us busy. So, uh, um, yeah, we're just blessed to be on uh, this broadcast this morning. Uh, so thank you all for the work that you all are doing. And, and, and thank you for having us this morning. Most definitely. And um, little do you guys know, I, I currently attend Memorial Church of Christ. I'm a member there. But Sugarland was my first home when we moved back to, to Houston. So I'm very familiar with both of these people. I love, uh, shout out to Tangi, uh, shout out to uh, Sister Duncan. And I'm, I'm glad that these great men are on here. And also to the uh, ministers that I'm just now meeting this morning, but I've heard so much about. So um, Jennifer, take it away. Amen. 
Thank you for those uh, beautiful introductions. Now let's jump into the interview. And our uh, first question will be to all of our brothers here, um, starting off with Brother Stewart. And the first question is, how and when did you come to faith um, in Christ? Uh, well, let's see if I can give the, the short and digest version. Um, was, um, in terms of my background, uh, a good number of my uh, family members on my father's side were uh, members of the Church of Christ for many years. Um, in terms of my only family dynamic, we were not uh, a we were not members of the Church of Christ in my youth, but we attended uh, Church of Christ uh, um, events and worship. Um, my own path to faith was very long convoluted. I probably sat in every type of church that claims to follow Christ <laughs> over the course of my youth. Um, uh, everything from the uh, Latter-day Saints to the, uh, uh, the Kingdom Hall to um, different uh, denominational churches. As I got older and began to study the Bible on my own, I began to realize some of the issues and contradictions with uh, things that I had seen and experienced. Um, began to uh, make acquaintance with some Church of Christ uh, um, evangelists who I studied with. And in my uh, later 20s, um, understood the plan of salvation had it explained to me very clearly and uh, came in and was baptized into the Lord's church and have been serving ever since. I, I just celebrated my 49th birthday. Oh, so congratulations. thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what day? Uh, it was last Saturday, the 10th. Okay. And October so, birthdays. Yes. October birthday. So, uh, but uh, yeah, um, my, I guess my coming to faith was unusual because it really did involve a kind of long and winding road in studying the Bible on my own for many years. Uh, but when I was able to hear the accurate preaching of the gospel uh, and study with some, um, like I said, men who were able to clearly explain to me the plan of salvation, I knew that I had come to the Lord's church and the, uh, Thank God, that's about 20, ooh, 23 years ago. So, praise God. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. And so now, Brother Duncan, I have the same question. How and when did you come to faith in Christ? Oh, I'm sorry, Brother I, Duncan. That's okay. I did it. Um, a lot of people like me on mute, so that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> most popular thing people like when I preach on Zoom. So, um, no, really, I was baptized when I was 12, but my story really started with my parents. My parents uh, were not Christians, and they were taking this public speaking course called the Carnegie Course back in the 60s. I don't know why they were taking it, because they didn't speak publicly, but they were taking this course, and there was a furniture salesman in the course that asked them if they would like to study the Bible. And they said, yes. 
And after a long uh, several months, my dad was baptized. And within a year, he was preaching full time, which sounds a little bit crazy, but he was. Um, my mother in that time found out that she was pregnant with me. I have sisters that are 17 and 13 years older. So I was kind of a surprise as I came along. <laughs> and so I grew up in the home of a preacher, but uh, my dad died when I was 12. And not too long before he died, I wasn't thinking of him dying at the time, even though he died of cancer. Um, I was baptized by him. I, I had gone to so many gospel meetings and I had heard him preach. He baptized in these little towns where we lived. He baptized hundreds of people. And I can remember so often during the invitation song of wanting to go forward and I'd get my foot out in the aisle and I wouldn't go. And I used to pray that God would have somebody ask me to be baptized. And one Sunday afternoon, a girl, uh, a mom called our house and said that their daughter, who was my age, wanted to be baptized. I could tell what was happening on the telephone. And my mom then just leaned over to me and said, do you want to be baptized too? And so I tried to act cool about it. I went, what? And she said, do you want to be baptized? And I said, yes. And all this time I delayed. And I remember my dad had to go put on his shoes and I was scared to death. He would not get his shoes on in time for us to get to the baptistry uh, before Jesus would come again. And I was just saying, we got to hurry. We got to hurry. And so uh, I was baptized that day. And just a few months later, he died. But uh, it was a uh, it was life changing for sure. Hey, man, that's a beautiful story. Thank you for that. Amen. And now to Brother Sahili, same question. Uh, how and when did you come to faith in Christ? Yeah, I mean, that that's really a heavy question. So I appreciate everything I've heard uh, thus far. So I was, um, when I was born, my mother and father were already members of the body of Christ. Uh, I grew up in San Francisco and at the Uptown Church of Christ under the minister of J.M. Butler and then James E. Austin. Uh, my father was an elder in the church there in San Francisco. And so I initially was baptized at the age of eight, um, but, I, but I was a child. And, and unlike Brother Duncan, I, I, don't, I don't think I was as, as knowledgeable as him. I, I don't think I was in the awareness realm of let's hurry up and get this done before Jesus returns. I was more in the realm of don't I get to eat the crackers and juice now, um, you know, at the tender age of, of eight. And so... That, that was what it was, but I really did not uh, come to faith until right before my 22nd birthday. Um, and, and that's when I feel that, you know, my conversion uh, really, really took place. And that's when I was then uh, baptized for me sincerely into uh, the body of Christ. I'll just keep it short. Amen. Appreciate that. And I think now, okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna interject a little bit. I think a lot of youngsters who got baptized young wanted to go for the crackers and juice, so don't feel bad, Brother Sahili. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was that was real. So yeah, I know I was not the I was not the only one. Um, mm -hmm. But that that's why I think this conversation is so great because it gives us an opportunity to talk about those those dynamics 
and the seriousness of what it means to truly come to Jesus. Amen. And um, last but not least, uh, Brother Parker, how and when did you come to faith in Christ? So uh, my, my, my dad and mom, they were, they were members of the body of Christ, uh, Church of Christ, before uh, my brother and I was born. Uh, I, I, I'm a twin, by the way. My, my brother and I were, uh, were, were twins. So uh, our, our house, when we were little, uh, was kind of like um, a hangout for the neighborhood kids. Uh, you, know, my, you know, my parents will, you know, host the kids, and, and uh, we had a swimming pool, and um, uh, a trampoline and, and, and volleyball and that, and that kind of stuff. So uh, we, we would host parties every every so often and, you know, just invite the neighborhood kids over and uh, uh, friends and that kind of thing. So so um, uh, a- after one of these events, uh, my, my, my brother and I approached uh, our parents and said, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're wanting to be baptized, you know, and I, I don't think my parents thought that we were ready uh, at that point, you know, so they began you know, asking questions like, what, what does that mean? What does it mean to be baptized and that, you know, and the way that we responded, I think they're actually surprised. They're like, wow, we didn't, we didn't think that, you know, y'all knew, you know, that much, you know? And so um, we're 11 when we got baptized, uh, March 28th, 1993. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're baptized uh, that next day on, on a Sunday morning. Um, and, and I just continued to grow uh, in, in the ministry. You know, my, my granddad was a, a Church of Christ preacher. My my dad is uh, a Church of Christ preacher, and 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 now myself. You know, and so it, it's just been such a blessing just being on the battlefield um, uh, of, of the Lord. Uh, my my dad will tell this story about how that whenever he was younger. Uh, you know, he, he started exploring, you know, because he, he got baptized at a very young age as well. But he began exploring, say, well, how do you know that this is the right church? And, you know, talked to his dad about it multiple times. And and then he went and, and um, uh, went to different, uh, you know, churches and stuff. And then he said, I, I ran back to the Church of Christ because I recognized this is the Bible church. This is the church uh, of the Bible. And so uh, although I was, you know, raised up in the church of Christ, I say that to say this, you know, is that uh, being able to study various religions and, and to see what the Bible means to different people, uh, it, it really uh, allowed me to grow a deeper appreciation for the church of Christ, how that the Bible is, is preeminent uh, in, in, in our faith and, and is the foundation for everything that we do. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Brother Parker. Those are beautiful uh, stories. Uh, Does everybody remember the day they were uh, baptized? Like the date? I always call it my my second birthday. (laughs) But I I was like you, Brother Parker. Um, I was young, too. And um, I was baptized very very young so I can relate to a lot of you a lot of your stories so I, I, we appreciate that background and we'll get right on into it because we got a lot of content to get to and a lot of questions so um my question goes to uh brother Parker first uh, and then we're gonna go for the Parker brother Sahili brother Duncan and then brother Stewart but who baptized you and what circumstances surrounded that decision I think some of y'all kind of um, gave us a little bit exactly. already but but we definitely want want to know who baptized you guys. 
specifically? I was baptized under the preaching uh, of my father, L.C. Uh, Parker Jr. And, and um, the circumstances surrounding it, you know, uh, as I mentioned, my, my brother and I, we actually approached uh, uh, our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but even, even, even deeper than that, you know, I, I think that we both felt ready. You know, although we were young, although we were 11, we, we both felt um, just ready, ready to be baptized. We, we, you know, just growing up and hearing, you know, all of these sermons and, and watching uh, our, our father uh, baptize uh, multiple people, just being, you know, raised up in the church. Uh, we, we felt ready at that point. And I remember my mom having a discussion with us and say, okay, you know that this this is, is, is not a plain matter. You know, once you guys get baptized, you know, this, you know, this is what you must do. You know, you, 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 you can't, you have to change. You cannot, you know, she, so she explained, she made sure that we were ready. And, and so um, my, my mom and dad were both, um, you know, both had um, significant impacts on, um, uh, on our decision to be baptized, and, and and more importantly, on on the life that we led after we were baptized. Thank you so much, Brother Parker, for that. So now the same question is going to go to Brother Sahiwi. Um, who baptized you in the circumstances that surrounded that? All right. So as I said, I was I was baptized at at the age of eight, uh, and then I was baptized as. Uh, so Navy was saying I was baptized on January the 10th. And I, I will always remember that day because it was my sister's uh, birthday. And uh, so, I, and at that point I was 21 years old. My birthday is January the 25th. So I was just a few days away from my 22nd birthday. But, you know, so I got baptized at the age of eight, crackers and juice, all of that. And I grew up in a church that was, that was very, um, child friendly. So as soon as I was baptized, I was serving communion. I was uh, praying in worship service, reading scripture, preached my first sermon at the age of 12, right? So going through all of the mechanics as a, as a church boy, if you will. Uh, but then it was, it was around the age of 21 where, where I really, and I, I can only attribute it to the Holy Spirit because in my mind, when I was a teenager, I said, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll become a serious Christian when I'm around uh, 21. That's, that's when I will do it. And I remember my 21st birthday. And I said to myself, oh, well, I, I guess that's not happening because I, I was not in that mind space. But yeah. before I turned 22, it was as if the Holy Spirit literally grabbed me and overpowered me mm-hmm. and... And my life was transformed. And it was at that point that I realized, oh, I need to get baptized, right? And so my, my father baptized me at eight and my father baptized me at 21. Amen. Thank you, Brother Sahili. Brother Duncan, I think you gave us a sniffle already. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was my dad. Um, you know, one thing that was interesting that I didn't want, and this was just this just being a kid, but I didn't, one thing that held me back from being baptized was I knew my dad would cry and I didn't want it. I didn't want him to cry publicly and uh, it sounds silly, but you know, I'm thinking as a, as a 12 year old, well, I was baptized on a Sunday afternoon, December 9th, actually. And uh, I was, it was a Sunday afternoon. And that night, whenever he got up to preach, he announced that I had been baptized. 
and just as I thought he would tear up and, you know, it was a little bit different era where men didn't cry quite as much, but, um, that was December. He died on Valentine's day, that next one in February. But that night I remember he said with David's baptism, all of my children have now been baptized. I've also baptized my father. He said, now, now I'm ready to die. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, that's what happened just a few months later. But it helped me see the significance of what it meant um, because he was so serious about it. He believed it with all of his heart that it was so important to come to faith, uh, to, to put on Christ in baptism, that, uh, that that lesson was really powerful for me. Amen. Amen. And uh, Brother Stewart? I just want to share, you know, uh, Duncan, uh, some of us uh, grown men still cry at baptisms. Uh, I'm always a mess, even <laughs> every time. Um, it, it's interesting, uh, uh, as our, our brother mentioned before, January seems to be a, a month for baptisms. I was baptized on January the 3rd. I'll, I'll spare the year. Uh, And I was baptized by our brother in Christ, uh, Ed Kalis, who uh, used to be the evangelist at the Marina Church of Christ down in Marina, California. Uh, Folks may be familiar with it if you're here in Northern California. Um, Studied with Brother Kalis for a number of months. At at that time, I was, uh, at the time, I was dating a member of the (laughs) congregation there. And began to have serious discussions with uh, Brother Kalis about uh, the gospel, and had had some discussions before with other evangelists. But um, I must admit that the personal testimony of Brother Kalis was was very powerful. Even to this moment, thinking back on it, I remember the, the just the power of his personal testimony really got me to understand I need to make a decision. Uh, about the gospel and about eternity. And I will be eternally thankful. I'm getting emotional now. Uh, <laughs> I always will be eternally thankful to our brother in Christ for his sharing of not just the gospel, but his personal testimony, because it, it made a great impact on me. Still does. Amen. Thank you, Brother Stewart. Thank you, Brother Stewart, for that. And it's okay to shed tears, too. I shed a lot of them. <laughs> happy tears. Those are happy Amen. memories. Amen. So now we're going to um, roll into our next question, which is going to go to Brother Duncan alone. And the question is, how do you respond when people ask what the meaning of life is? Or they may say, why was I even created or born? For what purpose? Boy, that's a, that is a big question. And... Uh, I think I'll take the next three hours to uh, give the introduction to it. <laughs> no, that's a great question. And people do wonder that all the time. Um, the very, I'll, I'll answer it in two different parts, but the very simple answer is I believe that we were created for the purpose of, of honoring and worshiping our creator and giving him praise and glory. I think um, though where I guide people with this sometimes is back to the book of Ecclesiastes and what it doesn't say it was written by Solomon, but it looks like it was written by Solomon. And, you know, he tries everything. I mean, he has money and he says, uh, 
that wasn't the answer to the meaning of life. And he has relationships and he says, that's not the meaning to life. And he goes through everything we can imagine through buildings and construction and gardens. And none of it's really it. And then finally he says at the end of the book that this is what's important to fear God and keep his commandments. And that's really the, the meaning and fear is not, it's not Halloween fear where people get scared of things. It's not that it's to honor and respect in an overwhelming way. Like we do nothing else to honor God, do what God wants us to do, what he's asked us to do. And then I think over in a passage in first Peter chapter two, first Peter two twenty one, where paraphrasing that scripture says Christ suffered so that you may follow in his steps. So my purpose is to follow in the steps of Jesus. And for folks who, who haven't come to a faith yet or aren't, don't even believe in God, it's hard for them to get that. And, you know, I think not only our country, but every country is full of people who are trying everything else. They're just like the writer of Ecclesiastes. Hollywood's full of them. Washington, D.C. is full of them. Every place is full of those people who are trying everything except the one thing that will, that will fill the God-shaped heart, the God-shaped hole in their hearts, and that it is, it is following God, honoring God, keeping his commandments, following in the footsteps of Jesus. Amen. I love that. Feeling the God-shaped hole in your heart. I, I love that. That was nice. But thank you for that, um, Brother Duncan. And that concludes our first segment of What Must I Do to Be Saved. Please tune in with us tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time, as we continue this interview uh, with our ministers. And they'll give you more uh, answers to the questions that we have concerning what must you do to be saved. So we would love to see you. Don't forget to visit our website uh, for more information, www.letstalk.org. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Bye.